Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. We encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com. Pick the giving option that works best for you and help us to continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. Well, congratulations. It's week six. This is it for this semester. Next week is Thanksgiving. Can you believe that? That is crazy. Um, And what I want to talk about tonight is I think that for everybody in here, obviously, you have gone through 1.0 and you've gone through deliverance. I remember the first time I went through deliverance, I was really scared about violating that deliverance. I was really scared that, you know, that those demons that I got rid of uh, or that God got rid of for me would come back on me. And um, I was always kind of concerned at like, what are the signs and what do I do when it happens or if it happens? And so we can kind of play this mind game with ourselves. Uh, and so I think time, and at times we, you know, we can put Amelie on speed dial and go, oh, I think, I think I need help. I think I need to come back in. And, and, and we might even panic a little bit, but there are things that we can do when we feel ourselves slipping that can a lot of times just deal with whatever it is in our life uh, that, that we're struggling with at that moment. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with us slipping. It might just be a new layer uh, in our walk that we need to deal with. And we, if you remember when you took 1.0, we talked about the different layers of an onion and we're like uh, those layers in our lives. You know, one layer might be a spiritual gift. One layer might be a spiritual truth we learn. One layer might be uh, some deliverance that we might get. And so what this hopefully will do, and it's going to be really practical to help you uh, if you feel like you're slipping or if you feel like there's something going on in your life that you just need to address, this should give you some tools on, on what to do, uh, some questions you should ask yourself, and then uh, you know just some, some good, solid uh, you know, crescent wrenches and socket sets uh, to do a little bit of work on yourself. Now, when I talked to, uh, I was talking to some staff about, you know, they were asking me what I was going to teach tonight, and I said, I was going to go on, what should you do when you feel yourself slipping? And they're like, oh, so you're going to talk about, you know, how to identify, you know, when you're slipping? And, and I'm like, no, really, the truth is, is that if we'll be honest with ourselves, we know when we're slipping. The big thing is, is that we have to admit that we're slipping. <laughs> We can live in just denial and just not want to deal with it, but, uh, you know, we usually know when that's happening. It's just the the fight is admitting it. And so once we admit it, then we can start looking at at, at six areas that I'm going to look at tonight. Um, I think it's six, is it seven? It's seven areas that we're going to look at tonight. The first of which we talked about that first week, and that's what we have got to check our pride Pride will creep back up. It doesn't matter how many times you've been through deliverance. It doesn't matter how much uh, you focus on trying not to be prideful. We are prideful by nature, and pride will seek, seep back into our life. Now, we said that first week that every day we're supposed to do what when we, when we talk about pride? We're talking about clothe yourself in humility. I hope you have been doing that, and I hope that you put on that garment every day for the rest of your life. 
Because the Bible says, uh, young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you clothe yourself with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Remember, we talked about what that looks like, that he opposes those. So he's going to oppose you if you're prideful, but he's going to give grace to those that are humble. And I, we need his grace. I mean, bad, we need his grace. Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. So when we humble ourselves, he's going to lift us up. And if you remember, we talked about in that first week that that lion, the devil tries to uh, emulate, goes around, he crawls around, he's like a roaring lion, and, he, and he's going to try to pounce. He lays down in that grass until you give him an opportunity to jump on you. And pride is the way that we give him that opportunity. Now, Here's, here's some kind of telltale signs when it comes to whether or not, because if you remember we said, if you're prideful, you, you'd never admit it because you're prideful, right? That's, it's just not something that we see a lot in ourselves. But pride comes out in how we treat others and how we respond from being treated. Pride comes out in how we treat others and how we respond from being treated. We really see this in the home and in the workplace. So uh, if an authority figure is talking to you, they're giving you constructive criticism, or maybe they're wanting you to make a change due to policy, and you get upset or you get riled up, it's like, why, why, why are they saying I need to do that for? We've done this this way our whole life, and it's just, a, yeah, I, this is stupid. And Okay, that's, that's pride. That's not coming up underneath cover. And you can always check when it comes to authority, because if you're prideful, you're going to fight authority. You're going to fight what your boss says. You're going to fight maybe what your husband says. If you're a student, you may fight what your parents or teachers say. So that's good signs there. And we got to bind that spirit of pride on a daily basis and clothe ourselves with humility. Second, evaluate your prayer life. And we talked about this week one, too. How, how is your prayer life? And if you remember this, and this was something that I had to just, it was a big uh, shift in mindset when it came to my prayer life, when I thought about prayer from the standpoint about, it's not about quantity, it's about quality, which we've always, you know, you may have heard that your whole life. But I think the next step is what really made it solidify in my mind. And it's not about how long I pray but it's how intimate I pray. And, and we talked about that. God wants intimate conversations with you. And we really need to ask ourselves, are we letting God in? Sometimes we don't let God in because we're afraid he's, what he's going to tell us. Sometimes we don't really listen because we're afraid to listen. Because right? what are you going to ask me to do? What are you going to tell me to stop doing? What are you going and, to, and we have this trust issue with God. But we have to trust him and know he always has our best interest in mind. And if he asks you to stop doing something or change something you're doing, he's doing that to protect you. He's doing that so that you'll have more of an abundant, abundant life. So are we really letting God in? Are we really being honest with him? I mean, is our conversations with him intimate? And you think about the most intimate conversations you've had maybe with the most intimate people in your life, whether that is a spouse uh, maybe you've had some really intimate conversations with, uh, with a parent or with a father figure or with a counselor or a mentor. 
That's the kind of conversations that God wants to have with you. Now, here's the thing that will fight that. Lack of time. Lack of time, lack of effort. Because what we do is we get up and we're like, okay, Pastor Hooper says we're going to have our coffee with God. So may I get the coffee going, get the curry going. All right, I got my, my coffee there and I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have this time with God. And, but man, okay, okay, God, man, I'm going to be intimate. We're, we're getting intimate here, I promise. And we start going through this checklist with the Lord. And we pray the same thing every day for a year. And, and that's, but that's not intimacy. If that's the relationship you had with your spouse, that your relationship with your spouse would never be intimate. It never would. And so we got to think about that. And if we will stop and make sure our phone is off, you don't get any notifications, the TV is off, people are out of the house, and you can really give time to God, you will have a better chance of being intimate with him. I believe worship cultivates intimacy with him. I believe that when you read the Bible first, I like to read the Bible first before I pray because I feel like the word of God will cultivate you in your prayer life to be more intimate with him because you're reading his love letter to you first. And when you read a love letter, that make, that's intimacy. He loves you so much that he wrote those words for you. And so read that first. And then, um, and then allow yourself, and even ask him, say, it's okay to say, God, I need help being intimate. I stink at it. I mean, my, my spouse says I stink at it, so I know I stink at it. So help me, help me to be open, help me to be transparent with you, help me to be uh, vulnerable with you. So evaluate that prayer life and know that the more intimate you are with God, the less likely a demon has a chance of getting back into your life. Intimacy with the Lord scares the demonic off. They hate that. They hate it as much as worship music. They hate it. They hate it as much as the word of God because they know that you're making a connection with the heavenly father that they cannot counterfeit. The devil can tempt you with a lot of stuff that will feel good for a short period of time, but he cannot do anything that matches intimacy with God. So, Ask yourself that question. How's my prayer life? Number three, forgive others, forgive yourself, and come clean with God. Forgive others, forgive yourself, and come clean with God. Take time to sit down and ask yourself the question, do I need to forgive anybody? We don't do that, and then we pick up offenses, and then we wonder why we've kicked the door back open for the devil to come back into our life. Once again, that takes time. You guys, I mean, I'll sit down, and I'll be like, God, is there anybody that I need to forgive right now? And when I ask him, he always tells me. He always brings somebody to mind, and I'm like, oh, I cannot believe I got so offended with that person at City Market. It could be something small. Or it can be something big. Some, something that you forgave once, but crept back into your life. Those big offenses in your life, they will creep back in. Abuse, divorce, bad breakups. You hear a song, it reminds you of something, and you got to re-forgive again. Forgiving others is so important. Forgiving yourself is huge because you're going to still make mistakes. It doesn't matter how awesome of a deliverance experience you had. You could have every demon cast out of you. You could imagine be clean as a whistle and you're still going to go out and mess up. 
And when you do, you got to forgive yourself. You have to forgive yourself. And that's sometimes hard to do because we get so mad at ourselves for making the same poor choices over and over and over again. I went through deliverance for that. I still mess it up, God. And we, we beat ourselves up. We've got to do that. And then we just got to come clean. We've got to come clean with him. Take time to ask God if there's anything that you need to ask for forgiveness for. Repent, come clean, and come back under cover. Because repentance is just that act, man. You're coming back underneath God's cover and coming out from, from being rebellious. So forgive others, forgive yourself, come clean with God. Number four, be open, transparent, and vulnerable. This is the broken message that we talked about. The more broken and transparent you are with God, the less likely you have a chance of a demon come back and, coming back into your life. Because when you are broken and you are open, that is when God can speak the most into you. That's when you're the closest to him. That's when you hear his even, his whisper. That's also when you're going to be the most obedient. You are more obedient when you're broken than any other time. That's why God allows junk to hit our life. Because a lot of times we won't be broken unless junk hits us. Isn't that sad? I, I, I will pray, and I, I've heard this before, pray that you will be broken without God having to break you. That's huge. God, help me to be broken. And Lord, I don't want something bad in my life to have to happen for me to be broken. It's a much easier to be broken voluntarily <laughs> instead of involuntarily. This is something that can really be revealed in your prayer life and your worship. You can tell if you're broken by how you pray and how you, how you worship God. If you're stoic and unemotional, if you don't get intimate, you're not broken. When you're broken, you know it. You're, you, you allow your emotions to just come out. Sometimes you yell, sometimes you cry, sometimes you sing out. When was the last time you were worshiping your Lord and you just lost it? Maybe it was tonight. And you just felt his presence come over you and you, wow. He gave you something. Have, have you ever been broken and God didn't give you something? That will never happen. If you're broken, he's going to give you something. The more broken you are, the better you are. And I'm not talking about walking around all beat up and whipped down. It's amazing because it's exactly the opposite of that. You come out of the, your brokenness and you, you come out like you're dressed in armor with a new perspective, a new attitude, new, new strength, new boldness. But that, remember, the brokenness is what shows God, I'm humble, and you can trust me, and you bless me with all that stuff. I'll handle it, and I won't use it against you. Number five, submit and resist. Submit and resist when temptation comes, because temptation is going to come. Now, you should be better equipped to handle it, 
and it shouldn't hit you as hard as it used to after you've been through deliverance for whatever you struggle with. But we understand, and what we talked about week four was that we have to evaluate our thought life because it all starts here. What are we watching? What are we listening to? What are we reading? And guys, there's times we just have to cut stuff out of our life. I was, uh, I was te- when I was teaching last night, 1.0 is on t- uh, Tuesday night, and we were, we were talking about uh, media. And remember, we talked about the things that you can't, you got to watch when you're walking your deliverance out, and it's media and memorabilia and mentors and uh, unconfessed sin, and then also um, uh, going back into a sinful habit. But we were talking about memorabilia, and we were talking about um, the fact that the culture has changed so much when it comes to media that what we used to watch 20, 30 years ago on TV compared to what is allowed to be on TV now, it's unbelievable. Like Charlie's Angels was risque back in the, was the early 80s, late 70s? And I remember the, like the big poster that all the guys wanted was the Farrah Fawcett poster, right? Do you remember that? All, guys, you remember that. <laughs> Do you realize that that was a one-piece swimming suit she had on? That was a one-piece. How far have we come? How much have we seared our conscience through the years? How much are we allowing it to be okay for, our, for, for us to watch and to listen to in our, in our houses? We've got to watch that. Just recently, um, uh, I was uh, watching this free preview on TV, and there was a series on and it was a series that was based on a show that I liked when I was a kid. And so I watched, the, I watched it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. I, I want to get HBO just so I can watch this series. And when I get done with watching this series, I'll just I'll cancel HBO because I don't want that or need that temptation in my life. And so I started watching. I got three episodes in, and I knew that I was going to have to fast-forward it through some stuff because it's HBO. But I couldn't fast-forward it fast enough before whatever image was on the screen got in my head. And so I had to call him and uh, three weeks in and I just called Dish Network and I said, hey, uh, I need to cancel HBO. And like, well, you just got it. Do you realize it's, they're gonna, we're gonna have to charge you a $5 charge, blah, 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 to get rid of it. And I'm like, that's fine, I'm good. Well, is there a problem? And I'm like, yeah, um, I'm weak. <laughs> I don't need that temptation in my life. And she's like, Okay, and I, I, I said, there's just too much stuff on there that I don't, I don't need to watch. And she goes, well, you know, you could add Showtime for $5. I said, That'll help me out. I said, no, I'm good. And she goes, well, how about Stars? Stars is more family oriented. I go, you know, no, I, I don't need that temptation. I, I don't. And, and we've got we to be, God's going to honor that. And he's going to bless you when you make those decisions to throw away the book, throw away the magazine, turn off the television, whatever you need to do, uh, because that, man, temptation's going to come, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to start in your, in your mind, and if it starts in your mind, we've got to be very careful about what we allow in our mind. What are we flooding our senses with? So we, we talked about, now, if you weren't here for week four, get that podcast, take really good notes, it is very, very practical, very, very practical message on how to really resist the devil, uh, submit to the Lord and resisting the devil. And it breaks it down on what that really, really looks like. So make sure 
uh, you listen to that and you use it because it, it will work. Number six, we got to watch oaths and judgments. You may have picked up a demon because you've made an oath. We are critical and judgmental by nature, which will always lead to an oath. If you're hypercritical, you're, you're going to... Remember, we even said, it doesn't even have to be an oath that you say out loud. It can be an oath that you thought to yourself. And when you say things like, oh, I would never do that. <laughs> what are you doing? You're judging, right? Can you believe that person? <sighs> I've never heard a guy talk like that. I, I mean, guys are judgmental too, not, not just girls. I would never act like that. I would never do that. I would never, I, I would never treat my kids like that. I, would, I will never handle my money like that. When you do that, you are making a judgment oath. And the very thing that you say that you are not going to do, you're going to be tied to that action. So catch that in yourself. And it's good in your prayer life to go, God, did I, have I made an oath? Am I being judgmental? Lord, help me not to be judgmental and critical today. We are so good at that, at that and, and we are in a culture that breeds that. Question authority, be, be critical, judge everybody. And we're not supposed to do any of that according to Scripture. So watch our oaths and judgments. And then seven, break evil soul ties. Break evil soul ties. You can go through deliverance, have this incredible experience. As time goes on, different people are going to come in and out of your life. Uh, and it's very easy to make evil soul ties with people. And usually evil soul ties are made at work, um, in relationships at work. Uh, you know, it can start off innocent and then turn into something that's not innocent. So we have to evaluate those relationships. If you've had sex outside of your marriage, if you're having sex and you're not married, those are automatic evil soul ties. You've got to break them. Remember that two, when the two become one, that that, you know, understand you're mixing flesh, right? And we know by, from 1.0 that demons live in our flesh or can live in our flesh. When you have uh, sex with somebody, you're mixing your flesh, you can pick somebody else's demon up along with other stuff, right? <laughs> what happens in Vegas and stays in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas. It comes home <laughs> with you. Not only that, and that's kind of an obvious one, right? You know, you would, you would, you would go, oh, okay, I get that. And I get this question too. Well, you know, I, I had sex before marriage with my wife. What should I do? Break the evil soul tie that you made with your spouse. You can have evil and positive soul ties with the same person. We, we've talked about that. But not only that, but, but if you, have you watched pornography? If you've watched pornography since your deliverance, you have made an evil soul tie with that image. Especially, especially if you masturbate while you're looking at that image. You are making a a immediate evil soul tie, an emotional connection with that image, and you've got to break it. So in Jesus' name, break the evil soul tie of the image that I saw when I looked at that pornography. Break that in Jesus' name. 
we got to do that. You got to be diligent about doing those things. And you know, there's other all kinds of bad uh, ramifications from pornography, but that is one that most people don't think about. And understand that you also need to repent from idolatry, because when you are looking at pornography, and uh, and whether it's a guy or you know, if you're a guy and you're looking at girls, or girls are looking at guys. You are, especially if you're masturbating while you look at that pornography, it's a form of worship of either the male image or the female image. That's idolatry. So you have to ask for forgiveness for bowing to something that's idolatrous. Do you have any unhealthy relationships that are just friendships? You know, maybe you've met a guy, you're a guy and you met a guy and, you know, you're just kind of good old boys and everything's kind of going along good. And then all of a sudden you find yourself doing things, going out and doing things with that person that you haven't done in years. That's not edifying to your spirit. It's okay to break off relationships. It's okay, guys, it's okay to have a bromance and break up. It's okay to do that. And sometimes, you know, we need to do that. So what I want you to do, just as we, we have some time here, and we're going to finish early tonight, um, and I wanted to give us some time to really go back through and just spend a little time in prayer looking at these different things. So if you need to spread out a little bit, spread out a little bit. And uh, I want you to go through, and I want us to really evaluate some things in our life. So go ahead and spread out. Yeah, go ahead and turn the uh, fluorescence off. That'd be great. So in Jesus' name right now, we come before you, and we don't want to be a prideful people. We want to be clothed in humility. So Lord, right now, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd fill us up to overflowing and that you would give us the discernment right now if there's any way that we've been prideful in our life, that you would just reveal that to us. Now, whatever he told you, just repent of it. Ask for forgiveness. All right, and then let's pray together. Pray after me in Jesus' name. I trade the mantle of pride for the clothing of humility. Help me, Lord, to stay away from pride in my life. In Jesus' name. Now I just want you to ask the Lord how he feels your prayer life is.
and then ask him how you can be more intimate with him. Lord, we want to be intimate with you. We want to have this deep relationship with you. And I pray, Lord God, that you'd help us to do so. Give us the time to do so. Help us to slow down. We don't need to be in a hurry all the time. So help us to carve out some time with you where we really do have coffee with you. And it's not we're not slamming it as fast as we can drink it and running out of the house. But God, that we would have these moments, this time with you that would just be beautiful. Speak to us, God, and help us to speak to you. Help us to be vulnerable and transparent and open with you in Jesus' name. Okay, now I just want you to ask the Lord to reveal any oaths or judgments that you may have made. When he tells you if you have, I want you to ask for forgiveness for judging and then break the oath in Jesus' name. Now I want you to break any evil soul ties that you may have made recently. I feel like some people here have made some evil soul ties with some mentors they need to break. Some of you have some evil soul ties with somebody on social media that you need to break. So Lord, we just give you all this stuff and we pray that you'd help us walk all of this out. Give us the freedom, Lord, that you want us to have and help us to be able to hold on to that freedom. Help us to remember these things that we've learned. So we'll be dependent on you and not dependent on anybody else. We thank you, Lord, that you've 
shown us the road. You've given us the, the map, the highway to get the freedom, Lord, that we've so desperately needed. We thank you, God, for how awesome you are. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, we want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week.